0: and give your entire go-to-market team the data they need to operate as one unified, powerful front. Also, you can easily support, strengthen, and grow your customer base. Secrets out. HubSpot Service Hub is a game changer. Visit HubSpot.com slash service to do more for your customers today. Howdy, folks. It is Monday, June 13th. I'm Jacob Cohen. Today, I'm here with three fantastic analysts. Their names are me, myself, and I. And right now, you are listening to The Hustle Daily Show. Today, we're going to be doing something a little meta. There's a solid chance a bunch of you are listening to this via Spotify. And the company just hosted its first investor day since it went public in 2018. They are gunning for books, folks. So what is the strategy behind that? And why do you think they can easily grow to 10 times their current size? We are going to discuss it. But before we get to that, here are seven things you should know in the world of business and tech heading into the week. Let's get crackleck. All right. First things first, Axon, the U.S. company that makes tasers, has plans for a taser shooting drone that can fire a taser at a target about 40 feet away on the one hand. Sounds very cool. On the other hand, that's some scary sci-fi level The company's AI ethics board apparently opposed the device, and when the drone's development continued, irregardless, nine members resigned in protest, and now the project is on pause. Number two, Domino's staffing shortage is apparently so bad, the company had to halt U.S. orders and reduce store hours for the equivalent of six days in Q1. It also expects up to 3,000 stores to route deliveries through call centers by the end of 2022. I find that a little sad, because I feel like those calls you use to order pizzas can be very special moments. But I don't know, maybe I'm alone in that regard. Number three, good news for Europe's iPhone owners, by fall 2024, smartphones there will be required to use USB-C charging ports, so no more of Apple's absolutely unnecessary lightning cables. You know, you have one cable that works for everything USB-C, and then you have iPhones, which need another, the lightning cable. It costs consumers more money, creates a ton of trash. Actually, let me be more specific, the move could cut out 11,000 metric tons of e-waste annually. Number four, Disney Plus has 137 million subscribers, but over 50 million of them use Disney Plus Hotstar, the service's Indian version, with Local cricket rights being a major draw there, but Disney is now entering a gargantuan bidding war for those rights for 2023 to 2027 that could reach well over $4.2 billion, and losing those rights and subscribers would be a bad look. So we'll see what happens there. Number five, moving on. In case you've ever wondered which countries have the most robots per capita, here is your answer. South Korea has 932 industrial robots for every 10,000 workers, Singapore, 605, Japan, 390, Germany, 371, and the United States of America, 255. In January, South Korea enacted a new law that makes company executives liable for worker injuries, meaning you can expect even more robots there in the future. Number six, a new study from Group M, and ad measurement firm, iSpot TV, analyzed 20 million TVs, found that some 17% of ads shown on TVs connected through a streaming device, including streaming boxes, dongles, sticks, and gaming consoles, continue playing while the TV is off. What's the deal with that? It means this year, between 1.5 billion and 1.9 billion worth of ads are expected to be shown to viewers who can't even see them. Lovely. Finally, number seven. Yesterday, Netflix announced, surprising absolutely no one, that Squid Game is officially coming back for season two, quoting the director, saying... It took 12 years to bring the first season of Squid Game to life, but it took 12 days for Squid Game to become the most popular Netflix series ever. Join us once more for a whole new round. All right, that is that. Let's keep it moving. Next up, Spotify, Books, and the company's strategy for getting to $100 billion in annual revenue. All right, so four years ago, Spotify went public. And since then, the company has grown its user base globally, At that, enhanced its recommendation algorithm, although honestly, I think they may have forgotten to do that for me. And they've also invested what one could describe as a boatload of money into their podcast unit. Last week, with the stock down some 58% year to date, they hosted their first investor day since going public. And in it, CEO Daniel Ek basically outlined how he thinks over the next decade, the company will be able to generate $100 billion in annual revenue, reach a billion users, provide the infrastructure for more than 50 million artists and creators, and achieve 40% gross margins, 20% operating margins, goals that investors have typically been concerned with for Spotify. So, what has the company done since going public to move the needle towards those goals? What big swings does it have coming up? And what's the strategy behind them? And could this really all work? So first, let's talk about how the company has evolved. Back in 2018, Moving back in time, folks, Spotify had about 250 of what it calls partners, basically platforms and devices you can use Spotify on. Now today, Spotify has more than 2,000 partners, everything from wearables like watches to cars to kitchen appliances. Yeah, you can use Spotify for your fridge. So it's much more deeply ingrained in people's lives at many more touch points. That means better engagement, better access, and more variety of use as a platform across audio verticals like music or podcasts. And speaking of podcasts, that's probably been the company's biggest investment to the public eye over the last few years. Spotify has gone basically just shopping for all kinds of podcast-related businesses and services. The entire time they've been in the podcast business, they've put growth and investment over profit, still do, still the plan to continue doing so. And since 2019, they've spent over a billion dollars on podcast deals across content, buying up studios, The Ringer and Gimlet, about $200 million each with creators, Joe Rogan, 200 million, and then also buying up podcast technology platforms of all kinds, Anchor, podcast creation and distribution, 154 million, Megaphone podcast advertising, 235 million, and more recently, Chartable and pod sites for measurement. Today, There are over 4 million podcasts on Spotify, so, you know, clearly not enough options. And this has really helped with growth from the listener side, the consumer side. They have 422 million users now on Spotify. It's also helped from the production side, right? The tools now available under the Spotify umbrella to create, distribute, and monetize music and podcasts is truly unbelievable. You know, I was also speaking to someone in the podcast industry last week who told me, you know, they wouldn't be surprised if the company soon continued the buying streak and took over companies like Descript and Riverside, which are really popular podcast editing and creative studio tools. So basically, great. They've done music, conquered that. They've done podcasts, conquered that. Daniel Ek, CEO, calls this process where they take on a vertical, entrench themselves in it, develop it, and build out the experience end to end. But under one hood, one roof, one user experience, the Spotify machine. How about that? It's got a nice ring to it. It's kind of like what Uber's done with its app, rides, shipping, groceries, food, and more. Under one app, one user experience for all kinds of things that are all kind of related. But for Spotify, what is that next thing? And the answer, according to Spotify, is books. So several months ago, Spotify announced the agreement to acquire audiobook platform Find Away for around $125 million. And right now, as a reminder, the biggest... And basically, only player in the audiobook space is Amazon with Audible. So the space is due for some disruption. And Spotify says the global size of the book market is estimated to be around $140 billion. That's inclusive of printed books, ebooks, and audiobooks, with audiobooks having only about 6 to 7% market share. Now, factoring in a few more things, like the fact that audiobooks in certain markets are, are, are have up to a 50% share... Spotify sees an annual opportunity of about $70 billion in the book space. So much like you see with with Spotify uh, and what they've done for music and podcasts, you're going to see them take Find away and build around it and build this entire audiobook ecosystem. They're going to use the same playbook they've done for music and podcasts. They're going to have tools for creation. They're going to have tools for distribution. They're going to have tools for authors. They're going to have voice actor marketplaces. They're going to have tools for publishers. And it's all going to be built under around this great user experience for consumers. So that's what they're working on. As for what comes after books, I think you'll see forays into radio. I think you'll see forays into sports, into education. And for each of them, Spotify is going to use the same playbook. They're going to use the Spotify machine. And in doing so, the company believes it can get to $100 billion a year in revenue. Whether or not they can do that successfully guess we'll just have to wait and see. And bada bing, bada boom. That's going to do it for us today, folks. As always, thanks for tuning in to The Hustle Daily Show. We're a proud part of the HubSpot Podcast Network. Our editor is Ezra Trubiano. Our executive producer is Darren Clark. If you liked what you heard today, we've got a lot more tech and business coverage over at hustle.co. See you tomorrow.